Hey, welcome everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I'm Evan Newberger with me as always. We've got Robbie Larson, Adam Sidek. Guys, how we doing? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Good uh good Thanksgiving. Uh can't say the same for the football played, but Yeah, yeah, it was uh had a couple interesting games there, you know. Uh team Cowboys kept it interesting, but yeah, hell uh, hell a fake punt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Mike McCarthy. He's thinking about the he's thinking about the food afterwards anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a, we got a lot to get to here in our uh, week thirteen episode. Uh, so before we dive into all that, uh, let's get into the news. All right. Uh, this week we're going to start off with the Lions, uh, sort of cleaning house, getting rid of uh, Coach Matt Patricia and General Manager Bob Quinn. Um, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. Clearly, that that move did not work for this organization. Um, they're, I mean, they're pretty pretty relevant playoff team under uh, Caldwell, but the Patricia experiment did not work. So it'll be interesting. I heard uh, Bro Salah is a Potential candidate being from Detroit, I would love to see that. Oh, that'd be oh, fun! Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's who I'm rooting for for the that that uh, that takeover. Oh no, that guy would piss me off so much. He's <laughs> a Bears fan, though. Oh yeah, it's tons of energy at the sideline. Patricia, R.I.P. Oh yeah, and then uh, he'll probably land with the Patriots again. I totally see that. Yep. Um, and then failed Belichick coach. Yep. Yep. And then in other news, uh, we got our two PED guys. We got Pill Fuller. And Bradley Roydy, or Roby, <laughs> <laughs> both pop for PEDs. Um, yeah, they're not going to be playing the rest of the Six year. Six games, right? Yep. Shut it down. It's interesting with Phil, uh, Pill Fuller because, um, you know, everyone saw the talent, but his biggest knock was he could never stay healthy. You know, this year, healthy healthy as a horse, and then boom, PED, pop. <laughs> you know what happened. Yeah, so yeah, he's done. And then uh, injury-wise this week, not too much. Uh, I think probably the biggest one was uh, Bud Dupree t- tearing his ACL on Wednesday. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be a big loss for that pass rush. But you know they're they're deep, so uh, I don't think they'll miss miss them too much as much as other teams would lose a pass rusher. But yeah, that's a, that's uh, that's it for the news week week twelve recap. All right, yeah, uh, thanks, Adam. Let's get into the week twelve here. So. Uh, overall, you know, interesting week. Um, if we're taking a look at our locks, we had uh, the Titans uh, plus three and a half, actually. Uh, yeah, so that hit for me, fortunately. Uh, I think I was like, oh, for my last three locks, so I needed to get off the schneid there. Needed it. Yep. Robbie, uh, Giants minus five and a half. So I missed. That was terrible. There's an asterisk on that one with the uh, kickoff return and Danny Dimes going out. That's, that's a tough break. Still almost pulled it off, too. Yeah. And then Adam, uh, Browns minus six and a half. So I missed. You know, when, when it got announced that Mike Lennon was the starter after I made the lock, I was, you know, I was for sure. And then yeah. I don't know what happened with that, that game. But, yeah, Jags, Jags made that a game, and that shocked the hell out of me. But good on them, you know. Yeah, yeah, good on them. Yeah, I was stunned Mike Lennon was even able to do anything out there. Um but uh, yeah, you know, we'll bounce back. I I was stunned. I I would have made that pick every day of the week uh, at that number. So I can't blame you for that one. 
Uh, in terms of our uh, consensus uh, parlay, so we did have Seahawks minus 5. So that was a good win. We had Dolphins minus 6.5. And, and then we had Giants minus 5.5. So I so missed. Close. Uh, Almost. Close. close. So, uh, yeah, we're getting there, though. Two out of three. Uh, essentially a push this week. So uh, we'll we'll look to take another swing at it here in week 13. Uh, so with that, guys, uh, why don't we just jump right into it here. Um, game one, Saints-Falcons. Um, Falcons are plus three at home. Uh, and the over-under in this one is 45.5. Uh, Saints and Falcons just played a couple weeks ago, so it's a quick turnaround for these two teams uh, when familiarity is already high. And, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of my thoughts on this one, guys, Saints have been on a roll. Um, winners of four straight, I believe, if not five. Um, but, uh, you know, they've really been playing well. A couple of those games, they've had some circumstances go their way. Um, you know, they caught the Niners when the Niners were really thin. Uh, at the quarterback position and uh, reeling with injuries. And, uh, you know, of course, last week uh, they had the pleasure of uh, playing the Broncos without a quarterback. Uh, so, you know, that said, though, they, they did just beat this team uh, pretty handily two weeks ago. They dominated the Bucks in a game they had to have, I think, four weeks ago. And uh, they beat the Bears, uh, I think, a week before that. Um, so... You know, the Saints, I mean, they're hot right now, and um, this Falcons team is just, you know, they've been playing a little bit better of late, uh, so I could certainly see somebody saying that, you know, the, the Falcons have a chance in this one, but ultimately, I look at this line, and this is something I would have expected to land around 4.5 to 5.5 range, so the fact that I can get the Saints at that three key number uh, and push on that field goal, I, I really like that, and I think there's a good chance that the Saints just out physical this team anyway, so I'm going to take the Saints and I'm going to lock them up this week. It's a lock. No. Yeah, I I love the Saints too. Um, I know last week's performance from the Falcons is putting up beating on on the Raiders. Probably was why that that line is a little bit closer than it than we probably all think it is. But you know, this Saints team is on an absolute tear. Their defense. Um, pretty pretty much since that Bears game has been dominant, uh, probably best unit in the league uh, for the last four weeks. And I I don't know if Julio is going to play this week. Um, but I I mean even even with Julio in there, I I think the Saints um, take care of business on the road here in Atlanta. And um, you know it it's nice to see the Falcons sort of bouncing back a little bit after uh, Dan Quinn. Got canned. Uh, Raheem Morris maybe making a case for the uh, interim coach to take that interim title off, but um, I think in this in this game, Saints uh, a little bit too much for the Falcons. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I, I I feel pretty good about the Saints. Uh, I guess I am a little nervous about how the Falcons have been playing better of late, but Saints have just been way too hot lately, um, and it's hard to not take their side on minus three here so um yeah I, mean, I think you guys said a lot of what i was thinking so um yeah like the saints all right we're all in the saints here in game one uh just a reminder no thursday game this week um so uh everything you're gonna see is gonna be on uh sunday and, three monday, uh, monday night games three monday no, and then tuesday no i thought the two one tuesday yeah, yeah sorry, two yeah, mondays yeah, two and mondays, a tuesday. one tuesday 
On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, that's right. Um, okay, so game two, guys. We've got the Detroit Lions heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are minus three at home in this one somehow. And uh, the over-under is 45. Uh, Robbie, I'll have you start. Uh, what do you think takes place in this one? Man, I, I could see a whole lot of different scenarios rolling out of this one. I mean, Lions just fired their whole coaching staff, so this could be one where they come up and get ready to play in this game. And the Bears have been struggling a little bit, but, you know, Trubisky, he always shows up against the Lions. Um, and and nothing about this Lions team is that intimidating to me right now. Um, I know Galladay still in limbo in injury limbo if you will with his hip injury um it's not looking likely he's gonna play he's he's not trending in the right direction uh, swift i think picked up an illness <laughs> this week um along with his concussion so that's not great for them um not to say adrian peterson's been bad in his absence or anything but you know um this this is a close one for me to be honest. Um, I, I'm not gonna touch this one, but I'm gonna lean the Bears. Um, just because, man, they always seem to have the Lions number. Um, in recent years, so it it could easily change. I I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, for me in this one, I'm gonna lean the Lions. Uh, you know, in their first matchup, they didn't have Kenny Galladay. Um. By all accounts, they should have beat the Bears week one, um, sort of gifted that win. But in this one, you know, if, if this line was probably under three, I think I'd lean Bears. But three points, I, I, I expect this one to be close. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions won this game, to be honest. Uh, you know, Daryl Bevel taking over as the interim head coach. Um, still got, you know, you still got a lot of pieces on that that uh offense even even if uh deandre swift and kenny galladay are out um yeah it's hard it's hard to expect anything from this bears offense i know getting the keem hicks back is going to help that defense um but yeah i think you know that minus three line is pretty good um but i you know i I expect this to be pretty close so I'm, i'm gonna take the lines yeah, I would uh I would agree with you, Adam. This is going to be a game that I'm not necessarily comfortable betting, but you know, for what I'm seeing, this is two teams in disarray. Uh, I expect this to be a pretty low-scoring game. You know, the with the Bears getting Akeem Hicks back, I don't expect the Lions to be able to move the ball uh, on the ground very well. And uh, you know, through the air, they're still without. Uh, it looks like they're going to be without Kenny Galladay again. So. You know, the Lions offense might have some tr- real trouble moving the ball. The Bears offense, we already know their history. Um, the only pause about maybe taking the under in this one is just that Mitch has a history of lighting up this uh, Detroit defense. Um, so, you know, I think it's I think it's probably unlikely that it happens, but, uh, you know, I could still I could still see the Bears maybe putting up a number, just getting back on track on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they are due for a breakout, but it's just been so bad. Uh, they did look a little bit better with Mitch under center though last week. Um, you know, granted that the Packers were up on them early and were kind of playing prevent, but um, you know, the Lions hit the long layoff here, and I think that's the thing that makes me lean towards the Lions. Uh, long layoff and the fact that the you know it's a division game and 
um, you know, I just tend to want to take the team that's getting the three points here in, in a game I expect to be really low scoring and and uh, tight throughout. Yeah, it kind of to your point out the over under. Uh, yeah, I could see both these teams like scoring in the twenties. So um, I think that's a good line. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, guys, game three, we've got uh, you know perhaps game of the week. The Cleveland Browns head into Nashville to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans are five and a half point favorites with an over under at fifty three and a half. It's our highest of the week, and. Um, you know, Adam, I, I know you've got a strong take on this one. I'm going to send it over to you. You know, I, I want, going back to the wall with this Brown team after after that debacle last week in, in Jacksonville. Um, you know, I think this game, the difference is um, Miles, Miles Garrett coming off the COVID IR. Um, you know, he's probably the best defensive player on either side of the ball in this game. Um, they, they definitely missed him. Uh, pass rush and just game-wrecking ability he provided – um, you know, I, I, these, these are two eight and three teams. They play a very similar style of football. Um, and when you see a line that's five and a half Titans, you know, I, I would, I would, I would have thought that this line would be minus three, somewhere around there. Um, that's too many points, uh, for me, uh, way too many points. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would, I would personally probably bet the money line here. I, I think the Browns have a very good shot of winning this game outright, but, um, if you don't feel comfortable with that, I think. Um, taking a five and a half is, is phenomenal value. And it's my lock of the week. It's a lock. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, Adam. Um, I think getting Miles Garrett back is, is really, uh, key to keeping this game close. Um, I'm a little bit worried on the offensive side of the ball, but these are just two teams that play close games. Um, and I, I expect that to continue. I think, uh, you know, we've seen the Titans run up scores and, and the defense kind of keeps other teams in it for that team. Well, the Browns are kind of the opposite story. Is the offense doesn't really break out too much, um, but the defense is really solid. Uh, it's one of the more underrated units in football, I think. And, um, you know, I think I think this is just going to be, this is strength against strength, weakness against weakness. I think these teams are uh, pretty evenly matched here, and and I could see uh, a really tight game. And because of that, uh, the fact that the Browns are getting five and a half points here, I think that's way too much. I expect a closer game than that. Um, I would have envisioned something closer to two and a half or three. Uh, so I'm going to take the Browns. I think teams are a little bit high on the Titans after uh, that big win last week against the Colts. Um, so... You know, I was on the Titans last week. I locked him up, but I think the the hype's gone a little bit too high here. So I'm going to take the Browns plus five and a half. Yep, I completely agree with you guys. Uh, these look like these two teams should be pretty evenly matched. Well, um, so I'm I'm expecting a close game here, just like like you guys are. Um, the this is you're getting into late season Derrick Henry where he starts grinding him out and you know he's one guy that gets stronger as the season goes on um but which i think getting miles garrett back is going to be huge for them um they definitely need that guy on the line um to help stop derrick henry but you know i'm not super confident in the browns here because i could see where henry just does start rolling and the titans start to run up a big score line on them but Five and a half is a lot of points, so I don't really see that happening. I'll I'll take the Browns. 
Yeah, you know, you bring up Derrick Henry. You're right, this is the time of year he dominates. But the guy that's been looking real good on the other side, Nick Chubb. Um, mm-hmm. And nobody really compares to Derrick Henry in terms of pure rushing right now. But Nick Chubb is uh, is looking like a very good player. Um, and uh, since coming back off that injury... He's looked really good. He's got some. Uh, he's definitely got some energy in his legs, and uh, you know they're using him, and uh, you know it's it's making a difference out there. He's he's a key uh, piece for that offense, and you know allows them to spell Kareem Hunt and, and kind of focus him more in the passing game, uh, and and kind of that change of pace back. So uh, you know he's been great. Two two very good uh, teams at running the football here. I, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, that that one two bunch of. Chubbing Hunter, it it's great. Yeah. You know, they they should have no problem running on this Titans defense, which not been super impressive to me. But um, yeah, a lot of people question that move at the time uh, when when Dorsey pulled the trigger on Hunt, but um, yep, it's working out. really paying off right now for sure. Yep. Uh, all right, next game up, guys. It's the Cincinnati Bengals are heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins are twelve point favorites at home with an over-under at 42.5. That should tell you what they think about the Bengals' offense in this one. Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, Dolphins are you know, playing well. Defense is really tearing it up. Um, you know, It looks like we're going to have Fitzpatrick for one more game. But uh, I, I tend to think here, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about betting this, but you know, twelve points is a lot, but I think the Dolphins are able to cover this barely. Uh, I'm not going to bet it just because I'm scared of a backdoor cover, but I really can't see the Bengals' offense moving the ball well against this uh, Dolphins' defense, um, especially through the air. I mean, this Dolphins' defense has one of the best uh, passing defenses in the league, and uh, you know they rate really well there. And uh, you know the Bengals are just—they're uh, really struggling on that side of the football right now, and I, and I think it could spell trouble for them in this one. So, I'll lean Dolphins here, but it's probably a game I don't bet. I am feeling pretty good about the Dolphins actually in this one. I know that's kind of, that's a big number to fill, but uh, Bengals last week—I, you know—they they were closer in that. Giants game than they probably should have been. Um, this Dolphins defense is definitely going to be a step up too from that Giants defense. Who I mean, they've been playing admirably, but um, the, this Dolphins defense should just be able to shut down the Bengals team. Um, I, I I think the Dolphins could very very well run away with this one, um, especially at home in Miami. Um, I I think this is going to be a big Dolphins day. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think um, last week's, like you mentioned, score was indicative of how close that game actually was. Um, you know, Brandon Allen barely had over 130 yards passing. Um, you know, it, 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 the Giants' defense and especially secondary is you know pretty pretty good, but I think this Dolphins is a step up and you know going down to Miami. Um, yeah, I, I I expect the Dolphins to handle business here, and I wouldn't be too scared of this huge line. I think uh, Dolphins are well capable of covering it. And I think Miles Gaskins likely to be activated off IR this week, mm-hmm. so that, that that would definitely help them. Yeah, they've they've struggled a little bit running the ball since he's been out. Yep. 
All right, well, we're all in the Dolphins here. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are 10-point favorites at home with an over-under of 52.5 in this one. Uh, Adam, I'll send it over to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Ah, oh, man, this is this was a tough one for me. Um, you know, I, I, I just... That Jags team, they, they, they've sort of bitten me all year. Um, seems like I can't pick the games where they show up and which ones they just fold over for. And I, I, I really, really have a tough time believing that this Jags team can stop the Vikings run run attack. And, you know, maybe, maybe Mike Lennon can hook up on some long deep balls like he did last week. But, you know, I, I really doubt it. And, um, you know, being in Minnesota, um, I think you're going to get a Vikings team that's, you know, pretty comfortable. And, and you know, with, with the way that the NFC is shaping out right now, if they win this game, you know, they're right back in the mix, you know, especially with how the Cardinals have sort of tailed off here of late. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings here, but, um, you know, this is one where I'm, I'm looking at that backdoor cover and, you know, being awfully scared. Yeah, I'm definitely scared of the backdoor cover here, but... You know, Vikings, they've just they've been rolling lately, and I would lean on the side of the Vikings here, uh, especially with how they've been moving the ball. I, I think Adam Thielen might be coming back this week. Is, um, is that uh, right, or am I just thinking about something else? I think that's right. Okay. Does he, oh, yeah, he, he, he was officially activated off the – COVID-19 list, so uh, you can't expect him to play, which is uh, great for this Vikings offense. Uh, but again, Jaguars just as, as bad as they look on paper. You know, they just find ways to stick in these games. So it's uh, it's a little scary to bet on the Vikings, but uh, I'll just side with them. Not going to touch it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here as well, but. I got similar feelings as you guys do, apparently. Um, again, Adam, I'm with you. I, I don't know when to take the Jags. Uh, I, I've been getting them wrong all year. Uh, I I had like a couple weeks where I was stubborn on Minshew and was just siding with them just out of pure blinded love for, for that man. But um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, like I've been wrong on them all year. I, I'm just not very confident in my ability to call these games right. Like you said, you just don't know when they're going to show up. And I'm not going to bet this one for that very reason. But if I were to lean anything, I would lean on uh, Vikings minus 10. Uh, Cousins and uh, Thielen have had a pretty strong connection when Thielen has played recently. Uh, they've looked good. And, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's really coming into his own. And, and Dalvin Cook, you know, he's had a couple injury scares, uh, but he's been able to continue to play. And as long as, uh, you know, he's going strong, I mean, this Vikings team should be able to handle the Jags. But, again, I thought something similar last week, uh, you know, with the Browns. I thought the Browns would be able to handle him with Glennon. And, you know, somehow Jags just made a game of that and made a few plays. And um, I think people might be underestimating how good the uh, Jacksonville run offenses. Uh, they've really been running the ball well. I think that's testament to uh, their strong offensive line. And, uh, you know, James Robinson's just been a really nice surprise. Uh, you know, people that play fantasy definitely uh, know that. But, 
you know, he's he's been able to kind of keep that offense moving, and it's something that they're leaning on, especially with uh, Mike Glennon at quarterback here. So, like I said, lean on the Vikings here, but boy, I'm I'm unsure about it. If if I did anything, I'd probably tease it down. All right, with that, uh, let's do our next game, and we've got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders heading to uh, New York to take on the Jets. Uh, Jets are eight and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, with an over-under of 46.5 in this one. And uh, with that, Robbie, why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on this game? Oh, well, for me, the, this Raiders team, I I just feel has been on, on good track so far. I mean, they're they're looking playoff bound. Um, they're, they're been playing pretty well. Um, this, this Jets team, are, are they going to win a game this season? Who knows? Maybe it's this game. Um, I'm not really seeing it to be honest. So uh, I, I kind of see this as one where the Raiders could be able to run away with it and uh, be able to hold Jets down. Um, so I, man, I, I, I don't have a great read on this game to be honest. Uh, I'm gonna side with the Raiders, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Jets here. Uh, they've just been playing a little bit better as of late. I know they got worked a bit um, last week when the Dolphins came in, but you know this bet is really more of a testament out of what I'm seeing out of the Raiders the last few weeks. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a little bit banged up. Uh, we know they like to lean on the run, um, and God, Carr just looked awful last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, horrible game for him. You know. It just seems like every year there's a game the Raiders got to win and Carr just underperforms mightily. And, um, you know, with an eight-and-a-half-point line and kind of the, the trend I'm seeing in the Raiders, I just feel like the Jets can cover this at home. Um, you know, get Darnold another uh, game under his belt here back from the injury. And, uh, you know, I, I just think I think this game's a little bit closer than the eight-and-a-half implies. Uh, I still think the Raiders should win, uh, but especially with um, – Josh Jacobs questionable right now. I mean, like it could be Devontae Booker back there. Uh, you know, could be tough sledding for that Raiders offense. So uh, we'll see how things go. But uh, I'm going to lean Jets here. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I, I haven't really bet the Jets often this year. Um, but in this game, you know, getting eight and a half at home. Um, I've liked what I've seen out of the offense um, since Sam Darnold's gotten uh, the starting job back. Um, Denzel Mims. Um, he's he's been a welcome addition, rookie wide receiver to that that offense. He's uh, consistently making plays downfield, and like you mentioned, that was one of the worst letdowns of the year. I think that Raiders performance last week um, in Atlanta, um, going going out east on the road again. Um, you know, I I think that they're going to win this game, but you know, eight and a half is a lot. Um, and I, this Jets team seems to be playing pretty like. You know, they're not great, but at least they're trying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think Frank Gore was like, yeah, I'm not going to go out on a winless team. So, I mean, I, I think they got a little bit more fight than a, than an 0-11 team at this point has. So, um, I'm going to take the Jets here, and I feel pretty good about it. I'm going to switch to the oh, Jets. Oh, no! I don't know. I, I've been flipping back and forth on this one. I mean, I, could, I think it's a good line. Um but you guys made some good points. Um, I think what just Josh Jacobs possibly not playing to, uh, scaring me a little bit, so I, I flipped. Okay. 
Robbie's on the Jets. Robbie's on the Jets. All right, next game up, guys, we've got the Colts taking on the Texans in a divisional battle. Teams at the opposite ends of the standings here, but, you know, the... The Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, and uh, the over-under in this one is 50-and-a-half. And, and uh, Adam, we'll turn it over to you here. Uh, why don't you start us off for this game? See, this is, this is a line I didn't really get when I first saw it. Um, I know the Texans got a big win on uh, Thanksgiving, went into, went into Detroit and ended uh, the reign of Patri- Patricia and Quinn there, but... You know, a lot of that was uh, good old Pill Fuller, and uh, he's done. And, you know, I, I just don't think that this offense is going to be explosive with uh, Kiki Cutie and and um, Brandon Cooks. I, I, I know Fuller was, you know, Watson's first look uh, pretty much on every passing uh, passing play. And I, I know they're getting David Johnson back from the IR, um, but, he, you know, I, I don't think he's an explosive player that they need. And they're going to get worked on both sides up front. Um, both on the offensive defensive side and you know we were talking before uh the podcast about you know the way to beat this Colts team is to sort of get after the quarterback make Philip Rivers a little bit uncomfortable and this Texas team is not gonna be able to do that um so I think this is the game where the Colts roll and I, I feel great about the Colts covering this line on the road Robbie how about you getting yeah, Jonathan I- oh sorry getting Jonathan Taylor back, Taylor back is gonna help this offense yeah. hopefully Maybe. <laughs> He's no Frank Gore, though. No, never. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. This Something feels off about this line. I mean, I, I kind of expected the Colts to be a little more favored in this one. I mean, I guess the divisional matchup, um, anything can go in those games. But, yeah, the, especially with the Pill Fuller and uh, Bradley Roydy, uh done for for the season you know that's just that's huge for that because that huge playmakers on both sides of the ball just lost to the texans and i i think the colts they they should be coming out with a little fire after getting well kind of getting embarrassed by the titans last week um which i i don't think that's really reflective on this colts team in jet this year um i I i think they should have no problem running all over this Texans team who might be getting David Johnson back. Is that, is that correct? I, I believe he might, he's got a shot to come back, which, which definitely helps because Duke Johnson has been looking terrible for them. Um, but still, I don't, I don't think gaining David Johnson is going to outweigh losing Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. So uh, love the Colts here. I think they released Kenny Stills too. So they're going to be really banged up on the Kiki on the outsides there. Yep. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm I'm gonna join you on the Colts here. You know, the Colts are a funny one. Um, one of my favorite teams to take as a dog. One of my least favorite teams to take as a favorite. Um, yeah, I have a lot of confidence in that defense to keep games close. Uh, I like the way they play. You know, relatively risk free uh, or mistake free football on the offensive end. Um, but I also don't trust their ability to be an explosive offense and really run up the score on teams. That said, though, there's a lot going against the Texans in this game. Um, you know, you guys really uh, hit a lot of those big things with uh, Filler, uh, Fuller, sorry, uh, Fuller and uh, Roby being out. Uh, so definitely some disarray in that locker room for sure. I, I just think um, 
you know, you guys said it. I expected something a little bit larger here than than three and a half uh, points for the Colts to have to cover. I, I like the Colts. Um, I probably I, I'm comfortable betting it at three and a half, but given that it's already that low, I probably buy it down to three anyway, just to get that little extra security on the key number. Uh, but I really, I, I think the Colts should be able to handle this one, and I, and I think they should be able to cover that three and a half, no problem. I, I see something more in the range of a seven to ten point victory for them here. All right, next game up, guys, a key battle out west. It's the uh, Los Angeles Rams heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals are two and a half point underdogs at home after a disappointing showing in New England. And uh, guys, the over/under in this one forty-eight and a half. Um, so I'll start this one off. You know, Rams did not look good last week against the uh, Niners, and you know they they got punched in the mouth a little bit in a uh, division game, even with the uh, you know a lot of the uh, things that would have seemed to point in the Rams' direction, like uh, you know Forty Nineers still dealing with some injury woes. Uh, you know, Mullen's still a quarterback, but uh, you know they just. The Rams, Matt, or the uh, Niners really matched the physical intensity of the Rams last week up front. And, um, you know, it really showed. And it just occurred to me that a team that can run the ball well is a team that's suited to really take it to this Rams team. But a team that's focused on the pass is going to have a tough time due to the strong pass rush of the Rams and, uh, you know, the, the elite corners that they have. And,. Based on what I just described, the latter sounds like the Cardinals team, a team that doesn't run the ball particularly well, that focuses on the spread offense and passes it out with a lot of minimum protection looks. And I expect the Rams to be able to get after Kyler Murray here, who has not looked great uh, since he got banged up in that Seahawks game on his shoulder. Um, I know it was uh, a little bit scary, especially after you know some of the uh, plays that Goff made last week and, and just, you know, uh, kind of the inability to put that game away. But I think the Rams bounce back in a big way here on the road. I really like them to win this game. Uh, you know, And I think the two-and-a-half line is, is a good number to get them at. So I'm going to take the Rams here. Yeah, me as well. Um, I mean, you made a lot of good points there. Um, this Rams team, too, I, I mean, they seem to take care of games um, where I think they got the coaching advantage. Um, you know, I, I they, they lost – what. This is the second year in a row they've gotten swept by the 49ers. Um, 49ers are very good matched up against them. Like you mentioned, they're a team that does focus on the run. Um, but this Cardinals team is not that. Um, and, and with, you know, Kyler, it seems like he's getting healthy, and uh, that's a good thing for them. But I don't know, something about last week's game. Um, it would have been a big win for the Cardinals. It was right there for them. Uh, could not capitalize. You know, I, I think this is probably similar – similar games uh game script and uh i just think the rams have more playmakers and match up well against this cardinals team and uh, i think they get it done on the road covering this uh two and a half points i'm, I'm right there with you a uh, little less confident uh, mo- mostly because these divisional games especially the nfc west uh, they they seem to be really competitive and it seems like anything can happen and I, I was on the Niners last week, but that wasn't a t- testament to the Rams team at all. Um, I'm I'm on the Rams this week. Um, I I think they are in 
a better spot right now. Uh, and I after that loss last week, I think they really are going to be pushing it to, to win this one in Arizona. Um, Cardinals, I, the bright side is that Murray did put in a full practice in today. Uh, so that's a good sign. But until I see that shoulder or hear good things about that shoulder, I mean, that was really, really been inhibiting him. It's it's not something I want to uh, trust. So I, I'm going to take the side of the Rams here. It'd be nice to see that uh, Ramsey... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins matchup again. Uh, different different division this time. It's not the AFC South for these guys. It's uh, NFC West, but that's always a good good matchup to watch. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, New York Giants, who are now without Dan uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, they are heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who are ten point favorites at home, and uh, the over under in this one is forty six and a half. Um, so I'll start this one off, guys. I like the Seahawks here. Uh, I know Colt McCoy showed some good stuff and was able to keep the Giants in that game and ultimately get them a win last week against the Bengals. But, uh, you know, the Seahawks team is an entirely different animal. Uh, maybe not on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the Seahawks definitely have their issues there. But uh, the Seahawks offensively are going to put a lot more pressure on the Giants than the Bengals did and uh, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on the defense, and I think it puts a lot of pressure on the offense to perform and stay on the field. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, I think, uh, you know, now that the Seahawks have Carson back, I think that's a huge uh, addition for their offense. Uh, really, uh, you know, opens up the dynamics of their offense a bit more. And, you know, it'll be the, the matchup I'm probably most looking forward to seeing is Bradbury versus. Uh, uh, Metcalf, that's going to be uh, something really interesting to watch because those are, uh, you know, I think Bradbury's probably one of the more underrated corners in the league. I th- he's starting to get some, you know, really good press now, but uh, he's playing really good football, and DK Metcalf is is the next big star of the NFL uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, you know, that's just a really good matchup to watch out for here, but I think the Seahawks are ultimately going to be able to cover the 10. I just think it's going to be too much pressure uh, applied by the Seahawks offense, putting up too many points, and the Giants with the backup quarterback just going to have a hard time keeping up. Yeah, um, that's you, you make some good points there. Um, yeah, I mean, things are looking a little better for the Seahawks, getting Chris Carson back and uh, Shaquille Griffin last week. Um, that, that definitely helped out their secondary. You know they needed it. And, you know, Giants, you know, Colt McCoy, is is he the same as uh, um, Daniel Jones? And honestly, you know, I, I think he'll do just a fine enough job. I mean, this Giants team, it they're kind of forming that, their identity this year. Uh, new coaching staff, so they're starting to get it together. I mean, we've always talked about how this is a Giants team that seems to get uh, discredited by Vegas so far this year. And 10 points is a lot for a Giants team that has been in games and been competitive. Um, and, man, Wayne Gallman has been stepping up for in the backfield. Um, you know, I, I think the Giants could keep this one a lot closer than double digits. So I'm going to lock up the Giants and do the same thing that Adam did and go back-to-back Browns. I'm going back-to-back Giants right here. It's a lock! No! <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I'm also leaning the Giants here. I, I, I can see both sides of this. Um, one thing I'll say is uh, Carlos Dunlap added to that D line and the Seahawks has made a real difference. Um, you know, they were, they were getting worked up front uh, first half of the year. They're, they're shoring stuff up. Um, you know, the progress has been pretty slow, but their defense is slowly starting to turn it around. Um, but having said that, I think, you know, you mentioned it, the Giants are a team that just finds itself in close games. Um, the, the, I love what um, Joe Judge has done is taken over head coach. Um, really, really seems to have a command of that locker room. I know they, they started off, you know, really bad, but I think the three three wins in a row now get them right on top of that, um, you know, juggernaut of an NFC East. And, um, you know, I, 10 points is a lot. Yeah, I'm still going to stick with the Giants here. I think that that's just a little bit too much for a team that, you know, knows knows how to play close games. And who knows, maybe this is a preview of a week or a wild card matchup for, <laughs> for the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I'm taking the Giants here. Very well could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's an actually good shot. That. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the uh, everybody's favorite team to watch right now, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, heading to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are eight point favorites at home, and the over under in this one forty six and a half. Uh, so, Robbie, we'll start with you. What do you think takes place in this one? Well, I, I, I'm just honestly like looking at this Eagles team. I'm. I'm surprised they still getting a little bit of credit in Vegas. Honestly, I thought this was going to be a bigger on, line got, because I know Lentz they're getting Drew Peter, or Doug Peterson. You know, they won Super Bowls. They they did. You know, won Super Bowl. Drew Peterson. Yeah, <laughs> Drew Peters. He did not win a Super Bowl. He did not. Um, Some other stuff though. But uh, this 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 Eagles team's just not been impressive. I know they're getting healthier. Um, and, but going into Lambeau, Packers are just fighting for that the top of the NSC. You know, I, I, I can't see a way the Eagles keep it close here. I mean, the Packers, uh, their defense has been good. The, their offense can, can turn it on whenever they need to. And this just seems like one that where they could uh, run away with it here. I I don't know. Is there something I'm missing here, guys? The only thing that has me pause for this game was, you know, they had this matchup last year, and the Eagles was an underdog, went into Lambeau, and actually won. Um, you know, that's a very different team than what this Eagles team is this year. Um, but I, I just go to the fact that, you know, that Packers offense looked unstoppable on Sunday night. And um, on the other side of the ball, this Eagles offense um, – I mean, you might as well just put uh, Mark Wahlberg out there playing wide out for Invincible Eagles because you know it's 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 brutal. It, they're they're one of the toughest teams to watch, um, and probably because of like you know Carson Wentz. We've seen him carry bad Eagles teams to the playoffs, and you know I, I think at this point you know just like the Bears' offense, that Eagles' offense is completely broken. Um, they need to you know do a, a rebuild this off season, but I you know this Packers team looked as focused as they've ever been. Um, and I don't, I don't see them slipping here um, against the Eagles at home. Okay. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I love this line. I, I think Packers minus eight is really solid. Uh, if I wasn't going to lock up 
uh, the Saints, I would lock up the Packers because nothing that I've seen out of that Eagles team uh, would suggest that they're going to be able to cover the eight here. I mean, they're getting lucky with some crazy stuff at the end of these games the last two weeks to make these games even look remotely more competitive than they have been. Um, they're getting absolutely destroyed. Like, they're they're like the only team. <laughs> I I think they're they're playing like the worst team in football right now. Like it's it's awful. Um, like them they're giving the Jets a run for the money, and I I know the Eagles got a few wins under their belt, which is more than the Jets can say, but it's horrible football right now. And and the Packers are still one of the better teams in the league. Um, and I I just ultimately think that this this seems like a no brainer to me. Um, you gotta watch out for some backdoor cover stuff. Maybe something crazy happens late, but. I feel really confident in this. I, I'd take the Packers minus eight. Hey, you know, the Eagles have one more tie than the Jets, too. You can't forget about that. But, yeah, I, I mean, is, is this one where you take the Packers and then uh, if you're feeling nervous at the end, just uh, taking a live bet on the Eagles? No. no. <laughs> I'm not going to hedge? I am not going to bet on this Eagles team anytime soon. Yeah, Until they prove I, me something, you know. Nah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. I was curious if you I'm just you all I'm all in on the Packers yeah. in this one. This is this is a lock. Um okay, next game. Yeah, <laughs> save a communal lock. Hit it. It's a trap. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's right next to the lock button. If the Eagles win, we know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take them out of my teaser now. Uh uh that's I, I think the Packers should be able to take care of business in that one, though. All right, next game up, guys. A uh, game that's pretty interesting to me here is uh, New England Patriots taking on the uh, L.A. Chargers here in L.A., where uh, they're calling it a pick in this one, and, you know, it seems to make sense for me. Uh, Over-under in this one is 47-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think happens here? Uh, I, I, I'm actually leaning. Uh, I'm going to pick the Patriots here in a pick Um you know they they got a really impressive win last week after uh, sort of laying an egg the week before. Um, what it, for this one? What it comes down to is uh, strictly coaching. Um, you know we all know what the Patriots have, but you know Anthony Lynn, God bless him, seems like a wonderful gentleman, but he is not a good NFL coach. Um, he he's manufacturing ways to lose games at this point, and you know and. and you can have all the talent in the world, but until you <laughs> string together some wins with that talent, uh, you're nothing. And, um, you know, this Patriots team is still in the hunt in the AFC. I know they got a lot, lot long way to climb, but, you know, last week's win was a, something to build upon. And, um, you know, I think they'll find a way to neutralize the pass rushers for the Chargers and um, maybe force the rookie um, Herbert to, you know, Maybe throw a couple picks that he make him look a little bit more vulnerable than he's looked this entire year, and I just got a feeling that the Patriots come in, come into LA and uh, you know get a get a must win win for uh, the Patriots and in, in their hope to you know get back to the playoffs after the way they started. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually on the Chargers here. Um, you know the the unfortunate thing with the Chargers schedule is they've played a lot of good teams um, you know, over the, the last few weeks. Uh, really, since Herbert started going, I think like week five, uh, since then, I mean, like it's been teams like Saints, Raiders, um, you know, they had the Bills last week. So they're facing some tough competition. We saw them really whoop on the Jets. Uh, we saw them whoop on the Jags. 
I think this is like we're finally starting to see the Chargers kind of play in a game that's about even at their level. Um, and I, I, I think that the Chargers are going to be able to win this game, especially at home. It's a long trip for the Pats. Um, you know, but I just think that the Chargers offensively are just a little bit more explosive. And I think the Patriots are kind of just so one-dimensional is going to play into their uh, the Chargers' favor here and uh, allow them to uh, run, uh, you know, I think the Chargers just could be able to kind of run up the score, uh, just because I don't, I can't envision the Patriots really stopping that offense that much. And, you know, for my money here, I, I just think Patriots are going to have a hard time keeping up with them. So I'll take the Chargers here. I think they put Cam in a tough spot and, uh, you know, they're able to take this one. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the Chargers too. Um, you could tell this is a very good line by Vegas because you have all of us, uh, feeling, pretty good on different sides here um so it this should be a good game it should be a tight one um but yeah for me the the game changers on why i feel pretty good on the chargers is eckler coming back and just looking like same old guy he was uh and this is going to be out on the west coast which is could be make it a little tough for the patriots um with a long travel going cross country. So um, I, I think this is one where the Chargers, uh, like you said, Evan, you know, they've they've had a tough slide of games recently, but I think this is one that they could have a shot to win it, and I think they could get up for it here. All right, yeah, it should be a really good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, we'll stay out west, and it's the uh, – the Denver Broncos are heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are 13.5-point favorites at home, and the over-under in this one, 50.5. Uh, Broncos will be getting their quarterbacks back, so, um, you know, uh, don't don't freak out too much about that line and jump on the Chiefs just yet. Uh, but, Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you see happening here? This is a tough one. Uh, I'm, I'm a lean Chiefs here. Probably won't bet this game. The, the line of 13.5 is just... You know, that's astronomical for an interdivision game. But having said that, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs went in last week to Tampa and, you know, controlled that game. I know the, the score was only three at the end, but, you know, they they beat up on that, that Bucks team. It should have been a lot more. Uh, you know, Tyreek the Freak, um, you know, he, he had himself a hell of a first quarter. Um, I just I, I, I could see this similar, similar game script happening where Chiefs jump out to a big lead at home, you know, Definitely, definitely chance of a backdoor cover. Um, we all know how good Drew Locke is at uh, garbage time. It seems like fourth quarter down big, he just turns into turns into a baller. But um, you know, I this 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 is one where I'm I'm just gonna stay off because uh, that's a huge line for an interdivision game. But if I had to pick one, I, I'd I'd pick the Chiefs to to cover. Yeah, this is a tough one for me too. Um, I'm right now leaning on the Broncos. Because you know that's a lot of points, um, and divisional game might take the points, but you know that I'm almost thinking about maybe flipping the Chiefs because they've just been rolling so far, and this is going to be a primetime Sunday night game. So this could—it seems like Pat Mahomes just loves primetime. I I don't know if there's any stats to back that up, but it just seems like any primetime games, like he he's all red always ready to get up for it he's like the opposite of chris or kirk cousins um but 
it's just a lot of points for a Broncos team that I think is generally been under undervalued this year. And yeah, they, without having a quarterback this past week, uh, yeah, of course they got smoked by the saints. Um, I know earlier you saw these two teams go off earlier this year, but, um, I rem- recall that one being, uh, just a crazy blizzard game where the chiefs were able to just dominate the Broncos. I'd like to say the Broncos have a little more fight on that, but I'm, I'm going to swap to the chiefs. They've just been too good lately. Um, this is not a game that I'm going to bet on because that line is just outrageously high. But I, I, I swapped to the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to be on the uh, uh, the Broncos here in this one. I just think 13 and a half is a bit much. Um, and we, you know, we've seen these Broncos play uh, these division games pretty tight. And, uh, you know, they're another one that's kind of tough to peg. They're kind of like the Jags where you kind of don't know what team you're going to get. You can get the team that gets blown out by 20 in, in the first 20 minutes of the game and, and they're just kind of screwed. Or you can get a game where, uh, you know, they're keeping things interesting. Uh, they do seem to just play um, a little bit more better uh, in these division games, though, than they do outside of that. And then they're, they're better at home, too. But probably not a game, I bet. It's just... I'm a little uneasy about that 13 and a half. I think, I think there's a little bit of movement here just because of, uh, you know, what everybody saw last week and how inept they were without the quarterback. And they're probably thinking things are, um, things are in trouble there, but you know, I still think there's a lot to like out of this Broncos team. You know, they've, they've been competitive against some good teams so far this year. So, uh, I think that they can keep this one inside of 14 points. So, um, I probably won't bet it, but I would, I would lean on the Broncos. All right, next game up, guys. It is the Washington football team taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers who are trying to go uh, for the perfect season here. And uh, the Steelers are favored by 8.5 points with an over-under at 44 in this one. Um, you know, this this should be an interesting game. We mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Bud Dupree is now uh, going to be out long-term with a, a torn ACL, so unfortunate for him, but... Um, you know that's that's a key pass rusher for them, and I think uh, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure uh, Watt and Dupree are the leading sack duo in the NFL. Um, yeah, Steelers are number one against or number one in sacks and number one against or from allowing sacks on the opposite side, which is why why they're why they're undefeated at this point because that's that's incredible that they're leading both those statistics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's that's key here. Um, I think Dupree Dupree is definitely a, a loss to keep an eye on for them. But uh, you know, they they will get to it back, which is great. That's going to help them in the run game. So um, you know, and, and Washington's a team that is going to lean on the run. So it's good timing as far as that's considered. But you know, overall, when I've watched the Steelers, Steelers are a very good team. Uh, but the way that they're playing right now, it's just not very conducive to, to you know, really blowing the doors off teams. Like, they're trying to kind of, they're moving the ball kind of in a short West Coast fashion. It's it's short runs, you know, sweep runs to the outside. Um, but it's it's just, they're not blowing teams out here. And, and the eight and a half scares me. So, 
I'm going to lean the team here. I just think that they're able to keep this game a little bit closer, and, and I kind of like the way they're playing under Alex Smith too. Uh, you know, they, they know they're in the hunt. They've got a great shot at making the playoffs, and they're playing motivated football right now. So I actually think this should be a pretty fun game. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the team here. Um, I've been team team for most of this year. I think this matchup specifically uh, could lend into their favor. Um, Pouncey is, was placed on COVID IR um, yesterday. Um, you know, that, that they have not, Steelers have had trouble running the ball, which is surprising for an undefeated team at this point. But, you know, going up against a D line like the teams, um, you know, that could be problematic. And, you know, I, Washington's trending up um, to be given eight and a half points against a team that's, you know, it seems, seems like the Steelers have been playing like they're walking on eggshells here, um, just trying to win games, not trying to blow teams out. Um, and it's working. But um, for, you know, a line to be this big, I'm, I'm a lean. I'm a lean team here. And uh, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, this is I'm right there with you. And this was one of the it was between this and the Giants um, that was going to be my lock. Um, I ultimately went Giants because, hey, you know, I, you're doing back-to-back Browns. I might as well do back-to-back Giants, right? Um, but I I think this is a lot of points for a Steelers team that, while undefeated, um, like you guys mentioned, they, they're kind of hurting a little bit. And, I mean, we saw when Devin Bush went down, like that, that run defense went from elite to well still good but not not quite the level they're at when he was in and now <laughs> kind of worried without Dupree that it's going to take another little hit um to a Washington team that just uh had Gibson run all over the Cowboys I mean granted Steelers nothing like the Cowboys but I think the team could keep it competitive they've been on the upswing for sure and this the Steeler team I don't think they've really been blown out too many teams. You know, I, I love the team here. All right, all on the team. Uh, next game up, guys, It's uh, we've got the Buffalo Bills heading out west to take on the Niners. Um, Niners are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one, and the over-under is at 48. Uh, start this one off. I like the Bills in this one. Uh, I think that's a pretty good line to get them at at the one and a half. I like them inside of three here. Um, I do expect a tight game. I just think the Bills are they're a really solid team. Um, I think they're going to match up well here. I think that their offense is going to be able to put some pressure on uh, the Niners' defense and, and cause some issues uh, and really make uh, Mullins, you know, kind of an attract me, keep up with the with the offense of the Bills here. I, I just think they're, uh, they've are they got a lot of potential. Um, you know, Smokey John Brown and, and Diggs are just great weapons for them on the outside. Uh, Singletary kind of finally got going last week, so it's good to see that. Um, you know, I, I think they've got a lot of good things going. And, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, it's still one of the better defensive units in football. And I, I when I think about this game, I kind of think back to, what the Bills showed against kind of a worse version of the Niners team and how they're built is kind of the Raiders. Um, heavy emphasis on the run, uh, line play, you know, physical line play is what uh, the Raiders are trying to build up to. And, and the Niners are kind of the class of trying to win games like that. But the Bills really handled the Raiders well uh, in a game 
that I expect to be similar to this um, earlier in the season. So I think the Bills will be able to handle this uh, one and a half, and, and I like them to uh, cover. You know, uh, Smokey John Brown is was placed on IR with a high ankle sprain. So that's, oh, call, that's honestly call. a big reason why I'm leaning Niners here. Um, this is going to be interesting as it is to see how the Niners react to their first uh, home game away from Santa Clara. They're going to be yeah. taking it on in Phoenix um, for for a little December holiday trip, I guess, for them. Um, but, yeah, this. Oh, so the Bills are going back to the big toaster where they they're got, going back to they the got big uh, Hail Murray. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That could change some things. Could they get Hail Mulland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I'm on the 49ers so. now. Um but yeah, I like I kind of like the 49ers. Uh they they're getting a little more healthy. Uh Mostert coming back is huge for them. Uh Bills, I'm just I'm just not confident in them without John Brown. Uh it, it just seems like they become a little bit more one-dimensional of a team when without having him opposite of Diggs. So, um I think the Niners could pull this one off here. Um, not not feeling great because you know the Bills, they're they're still a good team and they they could pull it off. But you know I like the Niners. Yeah, I, I flipped to the 49ers and I. Yeah, I think you made some good points. This 49ers team is getting a lot more healthy. Mostert's going to be key. Um, Debo Samuel had a monster game last week. He looked great. Yeah, yeah. he's he's fully healthy. Um, that's huge for them. And you know this 49ers team's got some hope. You know they. Kittle potentially coming back towards the end of the year. Same thing with Garoppolo. If they can find a way to win a couple of these games and get 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 this crew back right for the end run, they could they can go on another run because um, you know this is a very talented, experienced roster. Um, yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't know what anybody anyone knows to expect from you know them playing in Phoenix, but. You know, Bills Bills have been a team that sort of had some had, had some problems this year traveling out west, and um, you know, I just think that they're catching the 49ers at a bad time, and uh, you know, 49ers might not win this one, but I, you know, I I think I'm going to have to take take the points here with them and roll. All right, uh, next game up, guys, our last one of the week. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are seven and a half point favorites as they're expected to get a good majority of their team back from that uh, uh, COVID uh, outbreak that they really had within their locker room. Um, so this should be an interesting game. The over under in this one forty five. Um, I'm I'm going to lean on the Cowboys here. Uh, I just I don't expect the Cowboys to win. I I haven't been really thrilled with the way the Ravens are playing, but it's a it's a must win game for them. So, and and really the Cowboys, this is two teams really fighting for their lives out here. Um, so with that said, I just think I think this is going to be a competitive game, uh, probably a little closer than than what Vegas thinks. I think the Cowboys will establish the run early, and um, you know they they've looked a little bit better with Dalton. I know. You know they they did some stupid stuff on Thanksgiving, but you know they also had the long layoff uh, really since Thanksgiving, and then on the complete opposite end of that, uh, we've we got a uh, a Raven squad that's you know still coming on uh, on short rest, even though you know a good portion of their team didn't play. 
So uh, I, I think that factors in. I expect something a little bit closer than the 7.5 implies. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Not feeling too great about it, though. Yeah, I'm also going to be on the Cowboys. Um, sort of echo that I don't feel great about it either. Um, Ravens, I I thought they played pretty impressive football. They did, yeah. Um, yesterday, um, given given the circumstances with everybody out, I know they're they're a team that's definitely on the slide. Um, but you know they they should take care of business here. I think the line at seven and a half is is where I I, I draw the line. If this was um, anything more than that, I'd probably or anything less than that, I'd probably take the Ravens. But getting a little bit more than a touchdown, I think the Cowboys are capable of keeping. Keeping it close enough, um, you know. I, I think they caught they caught a, a team that was, you know, they, 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 that game was pretty close up until that fake punt really destroyed their chances. And uh, you know, maybe maybe they decide not to do that this week. Um, but I, it's tough because I, and I know Mark Andrews is going to be out for this game, um, their primary pass pass catcher. Um, but having Lamar back. Um, you know, we'll get this ground game going. They, they really struggled to run the ball, the Ravens, last uh, last yesterday. But um, and I, just, I just think there's a little bit too much talent in, uh, in Dallas to, uh, you know, they should be able to keep up and, you know, hold and keep this game within a touchdown. But this is, this is probably when I'll stay off just because of how volatile both these teams have been lately. I'm going to stay off this one too. I, I want to believe – I want to – be on the Cowboys side. I, I, I really do. It, it seems like that they should be able to keep this close, but man, my gut just says, don't trust the Cowboys. I'm, I, I could see the race. Yeah, there's I'm been a lot of shoulds for this Cowboys here. team this year. <laughs> um, so I'm going to side with the Ravens. Um, I being on Tuesday, it's going to give them plenty of time to get some guys back healthy. Well, get them back. They could have been healthy already from the COVID IR. Um, so that that could be pretty key to the Ravens, and you know, this is the Ravens. I I think they need to show up big here. Um, this this seems like one where they just need to show that prove that they're still a playoff team here. Um, and I mean, defense is still great for the Ravens. Cowboys they they've been doing a little better as of late, but I I don't think they have enough to take take down this Ravens team or yeah this I think this is a good line I'm not touching it yeah yeah I don't think uh any of us will wind up betting this <laughs> one but uh yeah that that should be an interesting game on a Tuesday for sure all right well that'll uh do it for our week so why don't we take a look and just a quick reminder on uh the way the game shaked out here so we had um Adam, you ran it back, back-to-back weeks on the Browns, so Browns plus 5.5 against the Titans. Robbie, again, back-to-back on the Giants. Um, Giants are plus 10 in Seattle. And then I'm taking Saints minus 3 on the road against the Falcons. Um, so hopefully uh, we can go 3-for-3 three three on the locks. But uh, let's, uh, let's talk about how we're thinking about our consensus parlay. So based on our conversation... I think we all felt pretty good about the Packers. Uh, so, I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if anybody has any objections to that. It seemed like we were all pretty good on the chart, or on the uh, Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, other games that we all agreed on, uh, Saints, Browns, Dolphins, Vikings, Jets, 
Colts, Rams, <laughs> and the team. team. So, um, I interested think, to get your guys' thoughts. Anything else you're feeling really confident about? I like that Colts game. And I can, I can go with any of the other ones. Low-key, like in the Jets. You, uh, this is just complete a little off off topic, but are are we going to have back-to-back games in the big toaster, back-to-back days? Uh, Cardinals at home, Diners at their new home. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, to, that doesn't seem like a good idea with coronavirus either. Well, they've been doing it in MetLife for... Right? Yeah, that's true. Probably also not a good idea. Yeah, I'd I'd be worth the field gets a little little torn up there, but they they get the they get the, the real they turf. Got the real, they got they real, the real turf. Yeah, they, they, roll. they roll it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, could be the, could the be a little sloppy. Turmeric, but, um, highly sophisticated toaster. <laughs> so what what are we thinking again? Sorry, well, I, I really like the pat- Adam's feeling good about the Colts. I like the Colts. Um, I think I probably like the Saints a little more, um, but I, I like the Colts. I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah, I I, I like the Packers and Colts. I, I like the Saint. I want to like the Saints. Something's giving me the scaries about this game, though. Okay. I, I don't know why. Right. I I, I'm, I don't really want to stay on this game. I, I could see the Falcons maybe surpri- surprising the Saints in this somehow. I, I, sort of, I sort of agree with that. What about the Browns? You know, Titans and Browns, two teams that have just played close matchups all year. Uh, you give yourself the five-and-a-half-point cushion there. I like it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. What about the Rams? That, that was one I was thinking of that we're all on. And, you know, definitely a little more convinced after we were talking about it. Yeah, I, I really feel strong about the Rams. Um, I, I think that's a great matchup for them. I would be down for the Rams. Packers, Colts, Rams. I'm good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Packers, Colts, Rams? Yep. Okay. All right, so we're rolling with Packers, Colts, Rams. So that'll be Packers minus eight, uh, Colts uh, minus three and a half, and then uh, the Rams are minus two and a half on the road. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll lock that in, and, and we'll see what we can get done. But uh, with that, guys, that'll uh, wrap the show for this week. So, uh, good luck to everybody in their work week 13 gambling efforts. Hope uh, it goes well for you. And uh, we'll be back next week with our week 14 episode. But until then, everybody stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll talk to you later.